Welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with your host, Nicole Van Quaito, nutritionist, owner, Simply Nick, and taco enthusiast. Join me each week for all things random wellness, including intuitive nutrition, entrepreneurship, holistic living, good vibes, and a dash of woo-woo. I hope this podcast gives you a good laugh, teaches you something new, and helps you up-level your health. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Random Wellness Podcast with myself, Nicole Van Quatham. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Olivia Heine, who is a declutter life coach currently based out of Germany. Uh, this is just like one of the reasons why I love having an online platform because it allows people like myself to connect with others from different parts of the world. So, yes, such a great conversation with Olivia. We actually met quite a few years ago. Um, I think, yeah, I would have been graduated already, but she was studying in Canada and was doing an internship with a mutual, um, you know, business friend of mine. And that's how we met. And it's just amazing to see how her business has transformed uh, over the years since when I first met her. So she started out decluttering people's homes and you'll hear in the story um, and her journey how that kind of transformed into more of the coaching that she does today and more specifically working with other business owners. So although we do talk a lot about business, um, a lot of the processes and streamlining that she offers for businesses is something I think that can be applied to our everyday lives. So don't just think that because you don't own a business that this episode isn't for you. Um, she also shares a lot of stuff outside of the business side of things, just general like decluttering and you know what what gets brought up when you are trying to get rid of a certain item or maybe you don't want to get rid of it. Like what is that emotional attachment um, to those physical things? What's the energy around it? Um, so that's really interesting. Um, we also talk about, you know, you know, the fall season. It'll be fall by the time this episode comes out, but just kind of like those transitions in the seasons, um, especially if you do live in a country like Canada or in Europe where there are distinct seasons. Um, so that was really insightful. And we were also able to relate it to nutrition, which was kind of cool because as you guys know, you probably heard me talk about this before, but, you know, if we eat intuitively, we typically gravitate more towards warm foods in the fall and winter and colder, lighter meals in into the summer. So there's definitely a lot of um, parallels between what she does with her clients and what I do with my nutrition coaching clients. So that was really cool. Um, she provides some really just great tips in terms of like starting your day, being intentional, like looking at your to-do list, you know, productivity, like are you really being productive? Are you, do you have too much on your plate? All of those things. So I just highly, highly recommend that you check out this episode. Olivia is just so wonderful um, and you'll definitely learn a lot from her. Awesome. So are you ready? Just like jump right in. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Okay. Well, here are some just really in-depth questions. Get ready. Awesome. <laughs> What is your favorite food? Ooh, that is really deep and a <laughs> tough one. <laughs> um, I'm going to be so boring, um, but honestly, pasta is one of my favorite foods ever. And it's just like, that is my go-to and I'm going to own it. <laughs> own it. Like, pasta is delicious. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite color? My favorite color is salmon pink, which is really coming through on my Instagram. So <laughs> why am I not surprised? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. I know it's funny because I just recorded a couple episodes with people the last like two days and I'm like, these are kind of rapid fire, but they're like both like yogis and like very spiritual. And they're like, well, teal because mm -hmm. I have a water. It was like a whole explanation. I'm like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine is pretty straightforward. Um, it's just uh, oh. because I just simply love it. Like I just, there's no deeper reason. It's just like, this is now my color. <laughs> I love that. No, that's great. Where is, uh, the favorite, your favorite place that you've traveled? Ooh, um, that's really tough. Oh, I'm stumped now. I would probably have to say, um, <laughs> I'm, I would have to say Spain. I love Spain. Um, 
I am specifically Madrid. I feel very like connected to that place. Mm. Um, and I just love the culture and I love the people and I could speak Spanish for a while and now I've lost it. So it's kind of like in the back of my head, a goal to go back and like live there for a while and really solidify it. So I'd have to say Spain. Cool. And you've like traveled quite a bit, I feel like, right? Yeah. So growing up in Europe, it's really convenient to be able to like get in the car and drive, you know, a couple hours and be in a different country. So cool. Okay. Where's the next place that you want to travel? The next place that I want to travel, I've never been to California and I would love to check that out. I feel like I would just love the vibe of it. Um, and you know, just to add to the question, (laughs) um, the next place I like traveling is less so in my mind right now, but I want to move to Copenhagen. So that's like, that's, I feel like that's the next big thing. Cool. That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to follow along. I'll just be like, ooh, she like. <laughs> I just want to have a bike and be able to bike around the city. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is, um, this can be like very broad, um, favorite book okay. or author um, in the past or even just like one that you've like read recently? Um, one, I would say like of all time, my favorite book. And I feel like it's really like kind of my like, so-called bible of that started my coaching journey and like led me to the work that I'm doing now is um you're a badass okay um and that for me is just like a baseline of all the things that you want to know about mindset it's like totally accessible um yeah I love it and that's always it's what I give to everyone for their birthdays it's what I recommend yeah you're a badass amazing I'm gonna write that down so I can put in the show notes if anyone wants to read it they can check it out yes That's awesome. Okay. Last hard hitting question. Okay. When it comes to to planning, do you prefer your computer like calendar or like a physical planner? It comes to like a calendar. I swear by Google calendar. I have everything like planned in there, but in terms of like writing down my to do's and the system I have for that, it's in a notebook. Okay. That's yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I like that. Maybe that can be like one of, we can get into that discussion later. Cause I'm totally, so, yeah. So organized. I'm down. Okay, cool. Um, but to start off, I'd love to learn more about like you and like your backstory. Like, I mean, you can go as far back as you want, like when you were a kid or recently and kind of <laughs> what got you in also then eventually to the coaching. Okay. So yeah the journey that I'm on now and the business that I've created really does like go back to childhood. So we can start there. Um, I'm, I was originally born in the States. So I grew up there for the first couple of years of my life. Um, and then when I was six, my family moved to Germany, my dad's German. So that was always kind of the plan that we'd come back here. But even though we knew we'd come back, no one spoke German to me growing up. So when we came over here, um, I was put into a German school system without knowing a word of German. And the first couple months was like real struggle city for me, like just trying to figure out what was happening, um, what lesson I was in because nothing made sense to me. Um, And it just caused a lot of anxiety. Um, I'm the oldest child. So I kind of have that overachiever quality and I want to like show up for everyone. And then being the oldest, like I have two younger siblings. And so I kind of felt like I needed to be a good girl and be the best in order to like get the validation and attention that I was looking for. Mm. So initially moving to Germany was kind of tough because I wasn't able to like be show up in school the way that I was when we were back in the States. Um, And that's something that I put in the post today. I was like, if anyone else is kind of nerdy like me, like I love going back to school. And that was literally the, the feeling of going back to school and not being able to to do it anymore right um so about six years later like I'm just entering like my teenage years um my parents separated and that was kind of the second anxiety driven time again like I'm trying to figure out like who am I in this world and how do I want to be perceived and how do I want to show up and then there was this other added layer of anxiety of dealing with a separation and being the oldest and feeling like I needed to take on more responsibility mm-hmm. so those two situations were two big shifts in my life where 
I felt like I had no control over the situation because it wasn't my situation. I was just kind of a, a byproduct of it. And it caused a lot of anxiety. So for me, I turned to decluttering and organizing to kind of gain some kind of handle on what was happening. And for me, that was my stuff and feeling like, okay, if everything else is chaotic in my life and in this world, I can at least like make sure my room is clean or I can at least like help my mom clean up here or do this or support my my younger brothers, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having that like organization was kind of my survival method at that point. Okay. But it really brought me into decluttering then. Um, and so after my parents separated, we moved around a lot. And in that process, each time we moved somewhere, I would kind of start clearing things out. And it wasn't intentional at first, but then I slowly started to realize, hey, when I release this thing that reminds me of this past situation, I'm actually kind of able to let go of like the hurt and the pain that I'm feeling from it. And it kind of became this vehicle for healing for me. Mm. Um, So fast forward a few years, I moved to Canada to study. And I literally, I think this is so funny because it's so the opposite of what I teach now, but I literally brought everything with me that I owned. Like I packed my whole closet, like books, picture frames, like it was slightly aggressive. Um, But looking back, I recognize now, like that was again, me feeling control over it and saying like, hey, this was a situation that existed over here in Germany. Now I'm taking all of my stuff. I'm moving it halfway across the world and I'm going to like situate myself here and it's going to be like organized and stable. Um, But then when I got to Canada, it was just too much. And I actually had to like go through and start decluttering it and getting rid of stuff because even though it was super organized and like I had my systems in place, um, it was just still causing me a lot of mental clutter um, and honestly like overwhelming anxiety because it just, it wasn't necessary. And that was kind of the connection where I was like, okay, the stuff, even if it's super organized, can still create um, stress and overwhelm simply because you're not being intentional about what you're choosing to have in your space. Mm-hmm. So that really started the journey of, okay, I'm clearing my stuff because I don't feel good with it around. It's not in alignment with like how I want to feel or how I want to be showing up. Um, and I started working with other people to do the same thing so it was kind of just like friends were like oh cool like you're talking about this and you're doing this can you help me I was like yeah of course so I started just helping friends and then friends of friends and then other people reached out um and that really showed me like that I enjoyed one that I enjoyed the organizational aspect of like dealing with people's environments and like what was going on um but then on the other side I recognized that people weren't able to sustain the results that they were getting because me going into their space, I was kind of being used as a crutch in a way where it was like, we talked through it and we would like declutter things. But then two months later, they'd be like, Oh, I need you to come back and help because I just went to the mall and bought like a million new things. And we're back to square one. And I'm like, okay, why is this happening? And what I realized is that there's so many deeper levels to the clutter that we have and so when I was going in there we were really just dealing with oh like your closet's overflowing or like we need to look into like organizing your kitchen better so it works for you but we didn't go to the core reason of like okay why is this a cluttered area for you what what is connected to this space either like energetically or from your past or what's coming up for you when you have a hard time getting rid of things and as soon as I realized that I was like I just want to talk about this stuff now because I don't actually want to be going into people's homes. I want to talk about like the psychology behind why we're keeping things. Cause that was really my experience of like the separation and being in Germany and all of that stuff where it, it went deeper. Mm. And so that's kind of when I started to shift into coaching um, and I moved things away from going into people's homes. And I said, Nope, I'm just available online now. <laughs> and um the intentionality aspect really came in for me there where I no longer wanted to help people declutter based on like, Oh, like let's just go through these different categories. And like, do you love it? Do you not love it? Like that wasn't specific enough for me. I wanted it to be um, about their life and like about how do you want to be showing up and what's important to you and how can we create an environment for you that supports that kind of life that you want to be living. Um, And so it really became about decluttering based on your intentions. So 
releasing and removing everything that's not in alignment with how you want to be showing up. So that was like that first pivot into coaching. Um, And then from there, I really just started implementing the same strategies onto my own business. So like decluttering and streamlining and making things work in a way that allowed me to have and start to grow my business. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, create the life that I desired alongside of that. Cause I think that that can be like a difficult balance sometimes to create. Like we want to step into a business and be like, this is what I want to create. And this is the life that I want to have from it. And then we get lost in the business and we're not running our businesses anymore. They're basically running us. Yep. So that's when I shifted into really focusing more on working with entrepreneurs because I was like, I can't be the only one feeling like I need to do the most and like that I never have enough time in the day. Like, how can we streamline this so that we can apply these decluttering um, philosophies onto how we're showing up in our business and how we're being intentional with our time? Yes. Love all Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the long-winded story. (laughs) No, no, no. That's good. I think it helps, like, people understand, like, how you got to that point, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, one day I just decided to be a coach. Like, no, it's a long history that, like, yeah led you to where you are today which is really amazing and Mm -hmm. it is interesting because like I think I met you when you were doing more of like the physical like organization yeah which like okay and I'm sure you can still relate to this on like I get that it's like not just superficial but I love when things are organized yeah oh my gosh (laughs) yes I can talk about that all day long like do you know the account like the home edit okay I think I need to know this okay so it's I think it's at the home edit I can't anyways it's like they do like celebrity closets like organization and like color code things and like I'm not to that level but I'm just like find it so satisfying (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah totally I'm like wow I need to get like hobbies because this is like fun for me (laughs) (laughs) no I'm right there with you and yeah, it's so satisfying for our brains to be in an environment where things are organized because it puts them down. Yes. And like there's a direct correlation with how our space is organized and how we're existing in our space and how it affects us internally and mentally and emotionally. And then how our mental state manifests itself in the opposite way in our physical environment. So it's very interconnected and like the fact that you feel like so excited to see the color coordination like there's a whole like psychological mm. thing going on behind behind the curtain interesting and like I when you're talking about your story I was like laughing because I actually remember when I was even like a kid like I would like move my room around organize it I even had yeah. I would go into like my friend's houses as a like kid mm-hmm. and or help organize <laughs> their room like I yeah. was like, a weird psycho kid because I was like let's clean oh. our rooms <laughs> That was me too. That was me too. I'm glad that we can connect on that front. I'm like, I don't know anyone else who's ever done that before, but now I feel less alone. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, honest, I do want to like, I want to get more into like the deeper side of like, yeah, that like decluttering, but mm-hmm. I do want to talk about like that kind of, I guess like creating that space where it's like less stressful just for like having less things around and like mm-hmm. I personally and I'm just speaking for myself but I find that I can think more clearly and be more productive when I don't have yeah. clutter and like I'm not like tell like I'm not the most organized person where like everything's labeled perfectly and lined up but like I do yeah. not need extra papers everywhere I like having my bed made like I don't like mm-hmm. random like I don't know like knickknacks everywhere yeah so like mm-hmm. can you speak to that and like how that actually can like correlate with like stress and productivity and things like that totally totally so yeah I think first off it's important to like mention you were saying like I'm not the most like labels and everything like and you don't need to be the most organized person to have a space and environment that supports how you want to be feeling mm-hmm. um and I this is something that I talk about as well like i and so against like making things complicated and organized like I don't have a bunch of like folders that have 10 folders inside of them and they're like like no keep it simple and make it super easy and straightforward and that's kind of the idea of like actually decluttering first to say 
what, like, what part of this stuff do I actually need? And what's just there to kind of like take up fluff space? And how can I streamline it? So I can really easily find exactly what I'm looking for. And I know what I have. And it's not about like, creating a crazy organized system that takes you 10 minutes to even just put the piece of paper away. So first off, you don't need to be like a crazy organized person to be creating a space that makes you feel good. Um, the second thing about having that space, like again, um, our mental state reflects our physical environment and vice versa. So if we are in a lifestyle where we're rushing around and we're busy and we're like, just about getting out the door in the morning and we have like a million things to do as soon as we get up and then we have a hard time falling asleep at night we're like creating our to-do list in our heads like all of all of this mental clutter starts to manifest itself in our physical space in the sense like we're rushing around in the morning we can't remember where we placed our car keys because we're thinking about a million and one things and then we finally find them and then we're in the car and we like realize we forgot our coffee upstairs and we run back upstairs and then we're like in the car and now we're stuck in rush hour. We know we're going to be late and we know our boss is going to get upset. And it's kind of like this spiral where one thing leads to the next leads to the next. And we're just kind of building on the overwhelm. Right. And it kind of starts with that physical environment to say one, okay, mentally I'm feeling scattered, but how can I create a physical environment that helps me feel supported and being more calm in the morning? What areas um, in my physical environment have tension in them or feel difficult to go through and so that's one of the one of the main areas and that's why like I bring up the morning because a morning routine can be such a stressful time for people where you wake up right away and immediately immediately you're like okay what do I need to do like and you dive into it without taking a moment to say okay what do I need right now like how am I feeling how can I support myself this morning what actually needs to get done and we're so used to being in this um, autopilot, autopilot sequence where we just go from one thing to the next and we don't consider how we want to be showing up and starting with our physical space can be a really great way to start shifting that because it's something tangible that we can see and that we can address and so saying okay if the morning routine is a place of tension for me what can I do to make my life easier in the morning like can I meal prep can I set my clothes out can I and it doesn't need to be like a huge crazy undertaking that's going to stress you out even more it can be small little simple things um, that make things flow easier in your physical environment and in turn make you or allow you to show up more positively for yourself in your day oh love that yeah I totally agree <laughs> yeah and like I I mean not probably to your extent but even with like in my nutrition practice like you know because it can be so and like we live in a time where like people are very quote-unquote busy I don't like using that word but yeah. like we do like we have a lot of demands and you know hundreds of years ago yeah. but you know there has to be that line of like where you're not making excuses like you know there are just simple things not overcomplicating, but just like simple meal prep and I'm not saying like meal yeah. seven meals on Sunday like cut up some yeah. vegetables and put them in a container like there's just little things that like I think can really help people and just mm -hmm. even like what you said like before you rush into stuff guilty of doing this um like <laughs> recognizing like how you're feeling and like what actually needs to get done because yeah like think like come on we all have a to-do list that never ends <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like what do you actually need to get done that day yeah totally and I feel like you mentioned something so important here and you're like busy I also don't like using that word but it's yeah. so it's so highly used like it's overused and it's so <laughs> idolized to say like I think that's part of the reason why we rush around and we don't ever question like, oh, like I can change this part of like how I'm showing up. And it's never considered that that's actually a part that you can really go into changing because you're like, oh, I'm just busy today. And someone's like, wow, like you must be doing so much. And you're almost like celebrated for the fact that yeah. you are doing a million and 10 things that are stressing you out and you're never going to get them done. And yeah. it's really just like creating the spiral of like potential burnout. And like you said, like, to actually stop and connect with yourself in the morning or connect with yourself throughout the day and say, how am I actually feeling? And do I need to be busy right now? Or is this just the perspective that I'm putting onto this situation? Yeah, so true. And have you ever read the book for our work week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of like remind me of it because it's just like interesting. Obviously, it's yeah. like a whole other extreme, but like it yeah. is interesting to like see how the author like operates like 
like his business in like pretty much yeah. four hours a week. And like, I mean, he could probably be a lot more quote unquote busy if he wanted to be, but like, he's really good at prioritizing like what he needs to right. do. Yeah. And then it's the question of like, what is, what does success look like and mean to you? Like, do you want to be working seven days a week, which like maybe you do. And yeah. then like, you do you. But like, I feel like most of us go into our businesses because we want the freedom and we want to be able to structure our lives the way that we desire for them to be. And that means having time for things outside of the business that we are creating. For sure. And like, while we're kind of on the topic of business, I'd love to kind of get more into how you work with businesses or like business owners and like mm -hmm. also like some of the, like some of your tips in terms of like streamlining. Cause I think like, I think people just like get into business and it's so easy to just like kind of throw yourself into it and you're just kind of like going with the flow. There's so many changes that you like kind of forget to create those processes. And then you're like, so deep yeah. you're like, Oh my gosh, like what is happening? Yeah, totally. I think the the start of going into business, it just feels, it feels exciting, but it also feels overwhelming because there's literally like a million and 10 things that you can do because you're basically the CEO of doing everything like you're yes. that's your everything is your job yes. and so it's really hard to like recognize and determine what is actually a priority for you and what's actually going to move you forward to your next level and sometimes we don't even know what that next level is because the scope of like this new unknown like Narnia world of entrepreneurship <laughs> is just like we don't know yeah. um so the first thing I see um especially with entrepreneurs who are starting out is that they just have their hands in way too many things. So everything feels important and they're frustrated because they aren't creating momentum in their business, but they also aren't really creating focus towards one specific goal. Mm. So one of the things that I teach is called power of priority and really getting clear on where it is that you want to be going, like what your next level looks like for you. Um, and that kind of comes back to getting clear on your intentions. There's no one size fits all. It's about what is my purpose with this? What is my mission with this? And what does that look like for me? Like, what do I want to create from this? Um, and really breaking it down into the different steps. Like, what is that first next step that we want to reach? And then based on that, having that power of priority and really determining like the number one thing that you need to do to reach that next level and sometimes that feels like very specific so I I'll say like it's more of a category like what is the overarching thing that needs to happen for you to reach that next level and really like reverse engineering how you're showing up in your day-to-day -day activities in your business and how you're creating your vital tasks so that you know okay everything that I'm doing is helping me get to this next level um because as soon as our focus goes into many directions, we're like trying to create lots of different snowballs and hoping that they all turn into like one big one. Right. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, um, like, I love that. That's amazing. Also in terms of like even more, I guess like granular things, like what are some mm -hmm. other like, what, I guess there also would be considered like tools. Like what are some other tools that like maybe you use in your business? Like, I know this might sound silly to some people, but like even using Google Calendar, like I yeah. know that like this might seem like very like basic 101, but I think a lot of us just again we just go into entrepreneurship, throw ourselves in it, and then we also don't think about like nitty gritty. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I like I said before, Google Calendar is like my saving grace. I do everything on there, and I think speaking to what you just said, there's the tools that we're using, we want to make them feel really easy for us. And we want them to support us as opposed to like creating more overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And so that really comes with creating a system around the tools that we're using. Like the tools are great, but if we're not implementing them in a way that's supporting us, then they're kind of just not, not supporting us, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I would say Google calendar and having like clarity and, and simplification in the way that you're using it. So what do you use Google calendar for? How are you setting it up? And what are the things that you need to be looking into? So for example, I only use Google Calendar for appointments and like big picture planning. So that means like putting in like launch phases or like um, putting in my appointments with my clients. Um, the podcast interview for today is in my Google Calendar. So it's anything that I need to be showing up for in a specific time frame, like 
I need to be here to support my clients at this time because we have a coaching call. And it's like, I need to be having that reminder. I need that reminder to come up on my phone and that keeps me on track. So that's the only thing I use Google Calendar for. I don't put all my to-dos in there. I don't try and like over overcrowd myself with tasks that I can streamline somewhere else. So that's, that's Google Calendar. Um, the other system that I use, and this is what I teach in my coaching, it's called the weekly to daily flow. And this is basically how I break down my week of tasks and how I teach my clients to do the same. Um, again, I just want to like preface this by saying like it comes back to your intentions and how you want to be showing up in your business. So it really needs to be adjusted to your situation. There's no one size fits all. Um, but the general approach to this is that you really plan your tasks around your week. Mm. So you are seeing what's coming up this week and being really realistic about what you can get done and having a general, I call it like a, a first draft of bringing down bliss at the beginning of the week um, where you say every Monday or maybe every Sunday, depending on what feels right for you, you show up and you write down everything that's coming up this week. So it can be, I need to prep for a podcast. I need to write a blog post. I have these and these calls. I have a sales call, whatever it is. Right. Um, and to really outline what it is that's coming up for you. And then to write your top three priorities. And I like to put those into categories again, where you say, um, you know, I need to write an Instagram post or I have to write my captions for this week. And I also need to write a blog post. And I would just like um, put that together into content creation. So it's clear, like, this is my priority that I need to get done. And if you're at the beginning, I would also like of your business, I would also say like, link it to what that's going to achieve for you. So if it's content creation, like that's visibility or it's call to action to get people into your program or Facebook group or get on a call with you, like have that clarity of, I need to be doing this because, and that can help kind of wean out some of the extra things that aren't really that necessary. Okay. So anyways, the brain dump, then the top three priorities. And then what I also like to do in in line with this at the beginning of the week is to just check in and see how I'm feeling and see how I want to be stepping into my week. And that can be, I'm feeling really tired this week or I'm feeling, or after this weekend or right now in my body, I just feel like I need to like give myself some extra like self-care and to really approach my week with that in mind. Um, or there's other times where I'm like, I'm ready, I'm productive, I'm ready to go. Like I just want this week to like be about getting down to work. Um, and then in, in that case, I still try to say, okay, if I'm feeling this way, this is how I want to set up my week so that I still make time for balance, so that I still end work at this time or that I create the self-care here or whatever it is so that I'm never getting into a place of feeling like I'm grinding it out. Um, that's key. <laughs> so that's, yes. So that's the weekly part. And then each day when I get up in the morning, I do the same thing. I check in to see how I'm feeling, what needs to be done today. Um, and then see if I can align it with how I'm feeling. So again, if I'm feeling a little slower or I need to take some extra, give myself some extra grace to be really intentional about what actually needs to get done so that I'm not overbearing myself. And then vice versa to say, okay, I'm ready to like dive into it and then still be intentional with how much I put on it. But basically checking with myself first every morning and then I make my to-do list based on the top three priorities and um, the brain dump. So that really helps me have an overview of, okay, what actually needs to get done this week in my brain dump and then bringing it into the day based on how I'm feeling and how I want to show up. Um, and it really helps me take out all the extra things that you feel like you should be doing yeah. um, and just keep it, keep it to the baseline of what actually needs to be done. I love that. And like, I don't know, you can probably relate to this a little bit, but like when you are like a solo entrepreneur, you are like doing a lot of different things. Like it can be like, yeah. it can be creative stuff. It can be working with like clients. So, mm -hmm. and I just had this conversation with someone else too. Like it's really hard to force creativity. So like, yeah, you might have to write out Instagram captions or like do a blog post that week. And maybe that is high on your priority list, but like maybe you wake up Tuesday thinking that's when you're going to do it. And you're like, I have not one creative thought or bone in my body right now. <laughs> right yeah. so I love that yeah. you're checking because yeah. like maybe you're like all right well maybe today is more like an admin day and I'll push that to like Thursday yeah. totally totally and the reason I think the checking in part is so important as well is that 
if we're not showing up in the right energy, it's really hard for us to create quality work. And it's really hard for us to be excited about the work that we're creating. And when we're not in that positive, like high vibe energy, when we're doing our work, um, the productivity becomes more difficult. And then the results also feels harder to achieve. So like, we're more frustrated. We're like, why, why is this caption writing so hard today? Like, why am I struggling? Like, why this isn't good enough? Or this isn't what I wanted to say. And like, we don't want to be creating anything ever from that, from that energy. Yeah, no, that's so true. I've definitely like been guilty of like forcing posts and then I'm like, it's yeah. like, well, like, no, they might not have known that I was like forcing it that day, but like yeah. I was doing engagement shows. Like it's not mm-hmm. as engaging because it's doesn't maybe sound like you or it's like flat or like whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's interesting. It's yeah. like people can pick up on that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's yeah so impactful. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Now, one thing I want to talk about too was um, your post today. <laughs> like that was like, I think I <laughs> honestly like right before this, we started recording, which was hilarious. I saw it and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this. Um, <laughs> but I'm like literally pulling it up, but you have it as a season success. So like transitioning from summer into fall. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Because like you even though I'm not in school I'm like total back to school mode. I like bought a new notebook yesterday like like what yes like who am I <laughs> yeah yeah no I totally feel that yeah. um yeah so the post that I shared was about transitioning from summer into fall and that was one of the things I was like I'm a nerd and I'm like excited to like quote unquote go back to school <laughs> even though I'm not in school anymore <laughs> yeah but basically it's this idea that we exist within cycles and whether it's like within our own bodies our cycles or within nature and the moon cycles or seasonal cycles like there's a different energy that exists within different phases of every cycle Mm. and so right now we're transitioning from summer into fall and there's just different energies that exist between summertime and then the fall time and basically what i was talking about in the post is that this transition is a really great time for us to create a mental fresh start so even if you're not quote-unquote going back to school you can use this shift in energy to really come back to work in a new perspective Mm. so like the energy of summer is very active and it's about visibility so if you're talking about like the kind of work that you'd want to be doing within this energy and again I'm doing air quotes right now because (laughs) it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be within summer the summer season specifically but it's the it's just can experience energy throughout the year in our own cycles, whether it's like a cycle of a project or like the cycle of like how we're feeling right now in our bodies or whatever it is. The summer energy, like I said, is really like active. It's about visibility. So if we're talking about it in terms of work, it could be like you're launching something or you're getting yourself out there, you're doing like a virtual summit, you're speaking. That's like the energy that we're primed to be doing those kind of activities in. And then when we move into fall, fall represents this energy of like, culmination turning inward putting pen to paper like getting nitty-gritty down to the details finishing projects like getting to work Mm -hmm. essentially and that fits in super well with this back to school energy that you know us nerdy people are feeling so like I said I don't know if this would have been cut out but um these different types of energies don't need to exist specifically within these seasons they can exist within any cycle so it can be a cycle of a project that you have where it's like the launch part for you is that visibility energy of like getting out there and like you can be launching something any time of year but just to like recognize that there's different there's a different part of every there's a different cycle to every project or everything that you're experiencing so really focusing on the energy and this point though is really important and powerful because it's heightened right now so coming into fall it's kind of like more of a collective energy where we're all feeling it it's not just you launching something in winter where you're feeling that peak energy, but like everyone's kind of coming, coming down from like that active energy of summer. Mm -hmm. So this can be a really good time again to start fresh, come back to, come back, (laughs) come back to work, working the whole time, but perspective to say what's been working really well, what's not working so well, and how can I show up in a way that feels easier and better for me um, so that I can be more productive without stressing myself out more. And that I can achieve more by doing less. So it's kind of that paradox of, you know, if we're really clear on how we want to be working, how we want it to feel and what actually needs to get done, then we can actually 
get more done in less time. So technically we're doing less, but we're still reaching all of these goals and we're doing it from the right energy. So it happens easier. Yeah, I love that. And like, while we're talking about seasons too, I don't know how you feel about this. Like I, from my personal perspective, I love the fall is like by far like my biggest, like fresh start, like love, like kind of regrouping after the summer. I feel the most productive. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love the spring, like kind of not like spring cleaning per se, but kind of just like regrouping. Um, How do you feel about like New Year's? Because for me, like I've never resonated with like the whole New Year's thing. Like I know like sometimes it can be like symbolic, like from like a spiritual like standpoint for some people, but like in terms of like, all right, like going to the gym, being productive. I'm like, it is January. Like I just want to curl the ball right now. (laughs) Yes, I fully resonate with that. Um, Yeah, I've never really been one to say like, you need to start on January 1st and this is the best time. There's definitely like a collective energy, but I think it's something that we are creating. It's not something that's like part of the cycle. Like you said, you just want to like curl up in a ball and that's really what winter is. Winter is this energy of like hibernation and like resting and giving yourself a break um, and really incorporating more balance than you usually would just because that's what's happening in nature. And so that's kind of what we begin to internalize. So like getting back out there January 1st, going to the gym, it's more of this collective mindset of, okay, it's the fresh start. Like now I'm going to try and do something. Um, But personally, I don't think that that's the best time to be harnessing that energy. Like you said, the springtime is kind of like, that's really the true fresh start of, okay, we've created this, this rest time. We've hibernated now. Now I'm ready to get going. Anything that's like, started to percolate while I was in quote unquote hibernation in the winter. Now I can like let it bloom in the springtime. And that's kind of like what that energy shift is between those two seasons. Um, And I think exactly what you're saying, the fall time is really that I want to like, I don't need to be outside so much anymore. I've done the summer thing. I've been out, I've been visible, so to say, and now I can come in and I can put pen to paper and get to work. And it's that focus, that productivity. Um, And yeah, the winter doesn't really, doesn't really have that. In the <laughs> no, I feel like it is yeah. interesting because even like in the nutrition side of things, like you see that in the way that people like eat and like the way they gravitate, gravitate mm-hmm. towards certain foods. So like more fresh, like light meals in the summer and then like you know, listening to their yeah. bodies and like having more like grains and like starchy vegetables and like warm things in the fall mm-hmm. and winter. It's like, it is crazy how like yeah. the seasons can like dictate like what you eat and like if you mm-hmm. actually listen to yourself right because I think a lot of people just like yeah block totally. that out and be like I'm having a cold mm-hmm. smoothie every day even though I don't think I actually like this <laughs> yeah well it's minus 40 degrees outside again. yeah exactly <laughs> which like I also like yeah. appreciate having like distinct seasons I always like as a kid and I don't love winter um yeah. like mm-hmm. I like being warm but with that being said, I do appreciate <laughs> having that like distinction for things like the fall and yeah. the spring. Like I feel like if I did live in like let's say California all year, I don't know if I would have that mm-hmm. same like feeling. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I love the change in the seasons because it feels like it divides the year up for me in a way that feels like a flow where it's like, okay, this comes next. Or like even with the end of summer, I'm the same way. I love the warmth and I just want to be comfortable all the time. But even towards the end of summer, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm ready for the the leaves to change color. I'm ready to put on like my leather jacket and like some yeah, yeah. suits. Like, <laughs> totally fall fashion, the best. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, kind of, I guess, like getting more in. I was not talking as much about like business and more just about like living and things like that. I love to talk more about like intentional living mm-hmm. and like minimalism and. I guess like what that means and how it can look for different people because I think you hear minimalism and you think of that like movie on Netflix where like the guy has like a chair Mm -hmm. and like two outfits you're like (laughs) I don't think I could do that right but it's I'm assuming not actually necessarily to that extreme um yeah so there's like kind of a one perspective view of minimalism Mm -hmm. um and that is like you said like simple nothing on the walls etc and for me, it really comes back to intentionality again to say, what is it that I want in my life? What do I want to be living? What feels good for me? And 
creating your own version of minimalism. And that is decluttering what isn't in alignment with how you want to be living or what you want to be experiencing in your space. So like, again, if there's like overwhelm or stress and like those are things where you're like, I'm done feeling this way. How can we remove things from your physical environment so that you can find that kind of sanctuary in your in your home? Or I always give this example kids, minimalism is going to look very different to you than if you are a single person who is a mad lifestyle and traveling with one suitcase. Oh, yeah. Like it really comes down to what your life looks like and how you want to be living and applying minimalism to that. So on that note too, because at the beginning of the podcast, you also mentioned how like you started out just like helping people remove things mm-hmm. from their space, but like that didn't yeah. get to the root cause. So like, what are some of those things or those like attachments to like items that people have or like their spending habits? That's like obviously a deeper rooted issue. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that can be coming up and it really depends as well, like where the clutter is like most prevalent in your life. One of the things I talk about is your biggest clutter pain point. And when I work with clients, especially when it's like more so clutter related, um, we always identify like where is the biggest clutter area in your life because that's going to indicate something more specific than like clutter is very specific and it's kind of like like when you eat the wrong thing and you like break out in acne or something and it's like okay you're breaking out and like we can physically see it and you're frustrated but like it's something happening internally that's causing you to break out and clutter is kind of the same same mm-hmm. idea so if we're talking about a closet, for example, and like someone who like just always goes out and shops and like wants to fill that area. One of my clients had a situation where she was starting her business mm-hmm. and she kind of had that same issue of trying to do all the things, but nothing was really moving. And it just felt like she wasn't getting to that next level. And so we looked at her clutter situation and her closet was in an energetic area of her house that was based all around her um, life journey and her career journey. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of like this specific area was affecting the way that she was showing up in her business. And so when we talked about it and we really went in against this root cause, like what's happening here, what was coming up for her was that's always kind of the place that she goes to like still avoid, so to say, when she's like, I don't know what to do next. So I'm going to go and kind of, entertain myself over here instead and the second thing that came up was the acknowledgement that she wanted when she did buy something so she said I like going shopping with other people because it means like they're like oh I like that on you you should buy that so that was also kind of mirroring things that were coming up in her business of how she was showing up and how confident she felt in the way that she was showing up in her business and in her own decision making skills so that's like one very specific example but it kind of emphasizes the fact that we can have these clutter pain points that are affecting the way that we're showing up in a completely different area of our lives. Um, another one with the closet, just to kind of like, yeah, no, I love these a broad example. example. Yeah. Um, another client had a lot of stuff in her closet. Like she was like, this is a clutter pain point. Like, I just want to like right. clear this out because I, it, it takes so much time for me in the morning to get ready. Like that was kind of where it started. But then like looking at her business and taking it back in that direction, she, she had a lack of clarity in what it was that she wanted to be doing. Like she had the idea, she had the motivation, she had the desire, but like really pinpointing it and like taking a step forward there um, is where she was getting stuck. And so coming back to this closet, when I was asking her questions about it, she was like, you know, like, I just, I, I like everything in the closet. Like, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Like the mindset here was, yeah, everything's fine. Like, I don't mind. Like I, I'll wear it all. Like, but there wasn't that intentionality of like, yes, I really want this. I love this. This is going like, this is how I want to be showing up or this is what I want to be embodying. Mm. And so that was reflecting itself in how she was showing up in her business. Like everything was just fine. And it's really hard to move forward on the basis of like, yeah, it's okay. And it's like, no, if we're showing up in our business, we need to be here and say like, hell yes, I want this. Or like, this is exactly where I want to be going with this. And that process of clarity was just like 
a general theme that was lacking in her life. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. like both of those examples, I love that. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to like, it's obviously a blanket statement, but I feel <laughs> like um, closets, especially like your bedroom closet is a big pain point yeah. for people because I mean, think about it. Like, I also think about it like just females and yeah. And I don't know if you see this in your practice or not, but I think it is quite common for a lot of us to hold on also mm -hmm. to certain items because of whether, well, we wore this dress to this event this one time and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Or you know what? Like, I'll probably fit back into those like pair of pants, yeah. like, you know, hopefully soon. Yeah. Like, but then it's like, you, then you look at the pair of pants and you're like, oh, I don't fit into those. And then that's like, yeah. it just yeah. brings up emotions. Totally. And yeah, it's so, so true. And when it comes to like holding on to things as well, well, first of all, I do think it's more prevalent for women because we are so marketed to in the consumer yes. society that we live in. And so much of our value is placed on showing up and looking a certain way. And so it's really hard to separate what we're wearing from that. Um, right. And so every time, like, especially like this can be really linked with confidence as well. Like when you're like, Ooh, I don't know how I feel about this. And like having that outfit to like embody how you want to be feeling can be really powerful, but it's also kind of like a double-edged sword system where, okay, I can embody this next level version or whatever. And like, I can connect to those feelings, but it can also cause me to kind of go down a spiral of like compared, like comparinitis or like not feeling good enough or imposter syndrome, like two sides of the equation. Um, and then what you said when it comes to like holding on to things, I see that a lot as well. And especially when it comes to weight, it's really interesting because one of the things like that I say about this, because it's just, it's always about the energy of what we're holding on to and the energy of the clothes or energy of the item. But usually when you hold on to something and it's like, oh, I wore this five years ago or last year and I just want to keep it. And it's like my, my goal weight or my like, Right. and go all pair of pants or whatever and usually what happens is that you get to that end goal weight or whatever it is and you don't really want that thing anymore because it reminds you of the energy of like having had it and then having mm -hmm. lost it and you don't want to be moving forward into this next level whether it's about weight or not but you don't want to be moving forward into this next level feeling like oh this is something that I had when I felt this way and that's actually quite negative in terms of like how you're feeling emotionally and when you get to that goal, you want to have your next level thing or that next level energy of saying, okay, I made this, I got this, I reached this goal. Now this thing represents me reaching the school as opposed to holding on to that old energy that kind of brings you back. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Like, and again, I can only speak from like my own personal experience, but like getting rid of those items, like, like also we're all human. So like what I yeah. didn't high school like why like why would I hold on to that like, mm -hmm. like that's not gonna like fit my body or just my style like yeah. I hope it doesn't because those were some cringy looking clothes back then <laughs> but like when I I am so good at like getting rid of stuff and my friends laugh because I'll be like anyone like want like any of these like tops or like jacket like um they're like oh like why are you getting rid of it and I was like well like I never wear it and like this doesn't fit me so like I'm not going to hang on to it. And it's crazy. Yeah. The amount of clothes I've gotten rid of and just like other items, I don't remember any of them. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like mm -hmm. you think that you're going to like miss this item so much if you get rid of it. No, like you only wore it like once, like as if you're yeah. it every day. Totally. Totally. And it's so interesting, especially when it comes to things like where you're really sentimental and you're like, I can't get rid of this because I'm going to miss it or because it means so much to me. And it's always a question of like what lies beneath the actual item because it's never about the item. The emotion that we're placing on the item does not exist within the item. It exists separate from it, but we've like placed this imagined like psyche onto this item. And yeah. the question is to always ask, is this emotion that I'm feeling from this item, if it's especially sentimental, is this serving me or is it hurting me? And to kind of connect back to why do I feel the need to hold on to this? Or is it something that I want to look back on and I have fond memories and it brings me back to a positive time? Or is it something that's going to make me relive a bunch of potentially negative emotions again, whether it's something from a past relationship, something from childhood, and you're basically, even if the thing was a positive emotion of, oh, I got this and it was a really nice day, 
but then yeah. you're reliving everything that happened between then and now and it's actually bringing up negative emotions so it's always about like what's what's underneath it like what emotion is coming up for you or what memory is coming up for you and basing your decision on that okay that kind of makes me feel better because <laughs> my so here's the thing my mom and I are like my dad just he if he like was more aware of like the things that like were at my parents house maybe he would like care more but he just doesn't like know what's in storage yeah but like <laughs> my mom and I like we don't like clutter and we're not like super sentimental people like we love like I have like this little chest under my one like spare bedroom where I have like like just a few tokens like very yeah. specific um but like I typically don't get too worried about keeping something especially if I have a photo you know mm -hmm. that like yeah I back that memory if I'm like going through like a photo album one mm -hmm. day and I want to be sentimental but like my mom and I always joke and like my husband will make fun of me he's like you guys have like no heart <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys will just get rid of anything. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, like some things I definitely keep, but like for the most part, like I, it's just going to be sitting in a box. Yeah. So like, yeah. unless it's something that I want to display and like see every day, because it actually does bring that like positive, like memory yeah. and I can handle that emotion every day. Like I don't need it like taking up space, like physically totally. and energetically in my house. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's, awesome that you just have that perspective because that's naturally how you are for me that was like really a process of getting there because I'm a super sentimental person okay interesting and so so that's why I like emphasize so highly like the intentionality aspect because I needed that to be able to say okay this isn't working for me because this is actually where I want to be or this is how I want to feel and if I didn't have that deeper why like I need to have that reason to say this isn't working and so therefore I can do this interesting see this whole time I just thought my mom and I had no heart and <laughs> no no <laughs> that's so weird I actually was talking about it, I think like I was at my parents cottage on the weekend and she was like I was I found this stuff and I was talking about like some like toy your dad had that we still like were keeping and he was like oh we're, we're keeping it and she's like you didn't even know we had it like, <laughs> like yeah you know, yeah it's just so funny like how people like hold on to certain things and like yeah what my husband like likes to hold on to versus what I pretty much don't like to hold on to is just like, <laughs> so interesting to like see that in different people right and yeah, also I think yeah. some people are more sentimental like I'm probably a little bit of an extreme <laughs> in yeah. terms of that but yeah for sure yeah it's definitely a scale and there's no right or wrong it's just about what you learned growing up basically and like how you interacted with things yeah I love that yeah Okay, so because I have both like business owners that listen to this podcast and also mm -hmm. just people that don't have businesses, what are some just like really general tips to kind of leave with that people can just implement pretty easily into their everyday life? It can be like one tip or if you have a couple that you like. Mm -hmm. So to kind of like to talk and speak to everything that we talked about, yeah. I would say first thing is um, you need to put your body first before your business before your work before anything like if you're not able to show up for yourself then there's no way that you're going to be able to be productive or like reach the goal of running a marathon or eat healthier or go to bed on time like all of these things are all affected if you're not there to show up for yourself and putting yourself first so that's my number one thing um for entrepreneurs and professionals or anyone else alike yeah. in terms of yeah if you're like I feel overwhelmed with clutter or I want to like actually physically declutter or I feel mentally stressed. Um, I would just say sit down and write out what you really truly desire in your life. And this can be like, I know that's a really big question. And when I phrase it like that, it's like, okay, <laughs> calm yeah, down. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, but like, just think about like your ideal day, like really simple. Like, what does it look like? How does your morning feel? Um, what are you doing? Who are you surrounded with? If you're running a business, what does it feel like? And just start to like really get excited about how you want to be living your life. And maybe it's a totally different scenario than what you currently have. And in that case, amazing. You're getting clarity on like what you actually desire. Um, but basically having that direction of this is how I want to be living my life is super important for anything that you do really. But if you want to streamline what's going on in your life whether it's like the commitments that you have or the 
like your schedule or your closet or your business, you first need to really get that clarity on what you actually want it to look like so that you can know what it is that you want to release and let go of. Oh, love that. That was like a nice, powerful like ending. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. I just like love like all the topics that we covered today because I know we did focus on some business things, but I think mm -hmm. a lot of what we talked about can be applied to anyone in their everyday totally. life. Like even just the streamlining in business can probably be applied to like just your everyday yes. life. Totally, so yeah. yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story as well. I really appreciate it because I think it helps people, you know, find parts that they that resonate with them and mm -hmm. realize you know, that we're all human and we all started somewhere. So that's great. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. This has been so, so enjoyable. And like, I love the array of topics that we were able to cover. Usually it's like just decluttering or like just the business side. And I love that we were able to like bring it all together. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and don't forget to join the conversation over on socials at Simply Nick Nutrition and online at simplynicknutrition.com.